Hey there, all you werewolves. Time for another episode of the show. Al Sedano's back here with me. And we got two more issues of Werewolf by Night. These are two interesting issues. Uh, you know, some uh, crazy stuff going on in these two. Uh, definitely, you know, keeping with the continuity, but some uh, definitely, uh, you know, interesting things happening in these two issues that uh, we can't wait to uh, talk about. So uh, we'll be right at it uh, right after a quick break. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of the Bronze Age of Horror Comics. And this is uh, our continuing coverage of Werewolf by Night. So uh, my uh, friend is here, Al Sedano. How are you, Al? I'm good. So I didn't read the issues, but I did watch the Buffy episodes that have Oz, Seth Green in it as Oz. So he's a werewolf, so that counts, right? That, oh, that's oh, yeah. Preparing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, feel, I feel prepared. Mm-hmm. Yep, it counts. Or you could have watched uh, Michael Jackson's Thriller. Wasn't he a werewolf in there? He was. Yeah, I think he was. <laughs> oh man yeah these are a little different uh, these two issues than uh you know uh buffy and uh, thriller but uh we're, we're gonna have some fun with these two aren't we <laughs> yes yeah so we uh we're gonna be covering <laughs> werewolf by night 18 and 19 so uh we're gonna just jump right in with 18 here and this one was cover dated june 1974 and i have to tell you this cover, I love it. I do not have the single issue of either of these. I have to be reading them out of the essentials here. But uh, this cover, uh, Ron Wilson, Frank Giacoya, I love this cover. What do you think? Oh, th- this is cool. This is cool. Two werewolves fighting each other. Although the one looks more like the beast. Yeah, he's kind of blue. <laughs> he's very yeah. blue. Actually, was the beast blue yet? You know what? By this point, he probably wasn't. No, he was probably still gray, or maybe even was just like a dude with no hair that just looks like bulky. Yeah, I just re- I just realized that. I mean, he might have been, but yeah, I don't think he was quite blue yet. Not by 1974, I don't think. Or was that 72 that happened? Oh boy, you know I can't remember. I I, I just know I know because I remember those issues of I can't remember what was the name of that like anthology kind Amazing of Amazing Adventures. Yeah, and he was he was still gray in those, wasn't he? At least, you know, I'm trying to remember. I read them all. At least the first few of them he was, I think. But at least in the first few. They weren't that great. No, I just remember that one where he's like, beats up Iron Man. And I'm thinking, really? Beast beats up Iron oh, Man? Okay, Amazing Adventures 11, this, uh, March 72. Oh, is that when he's blue now? That's the, that's the cover date of the first issue that he's in it. Is he blue though, or yeah. is he still gray? He's, oh, he's gray. Yeah. Okay. I was just gonna say. I think I thought it was a little bit till he turned blue yet, but yep. but he at least was furry already. Yep, he was in his furry stage. But yeah, this werewolf is definitely blue. It's a it's a really cool cover. It's you know the two werewolves, Jack and this uh, unnamed as of right now blue werewolf uh, atop a building with a a, a woman uh, who uh, I think is unnamed here that's just uh, cowering uh, on the, uh, the the precipice there, and it says. Uh, they clash by night in a duel to the death war of the werewolves and the moons in the background. It's fantastic. Well, I'm looking at the covers real quick of the amazing adventures. At least 15. He looks kind of blue. At least okay. on the cover. So probably just a little bit before this, he turned blue. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, before probably somewhere around the time Jack first appeared, if not before. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you think? This is a pretty good cover though, right? Oh yeah. No, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is cool the two of them jack ready to fall off the ledge blue wolf you know and that giant damn that that one paw is huge mm-hmm. the foot yeah yeah this the, the, the blue the blue werewolf looks bigger than jack and a little more ferocious too and uh, of course they're both wearing pants you know because there's the comics code we got to think of the children here right yeah and how are the pants torn at the top i don't <laughs> Like, how does that work? Mm, yeah, did they hulk out and it, the, the the belt busted off? You know, because it looks like, you know, the belt loop, pli- like, part of the pants are is missing. Yeah. <laughs> so does that mean their pants are going to fall off? It could be. And then the bottoms, too, are torn like it's halfway up the calves. Yeah. <laughs> how this happened, we have no idea. Maybe it happened from a wild party, because we just did have a wild party in our last recording, remember? Yes, and there's going to be a wild party, they think, in this one, although I don't get it. Like, what makes you think there's a party other than people fighting? Mm-hmm. But we'll get there. 
Yeah, fights, parties. What, what's the difference, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's uh, let's dive in here. So, Murder by Moonlight, and this is a uh, script. Mike Friedrich, pencils. Don Perlin, inks by Mike Royer, which I thought was interesting. Um, you know, uh, more of a Kirby inker there for quite a while. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that was cool to see his name here and see his inks in here. And then uh, colors were Linda Lesman and letters Tom Orzakowski. So, uh, yeah, this one is just it just says Jack discovers that his neighbor is also a werewolf. Well, what neighbor is that? Well, let's find out. So uh, what do you think of this one? It starts out, you know, kind of like a horror movie here, you know, like uh, something you would have saw on TV, right? Yeah, like a Hammer movie or something, you know, 1795, the girl walking alone, and then all of a sudden, ah, werewolf. Yep, and there's a werewolf, and we find out who this werewolf is, right? Yeah, it's one of Russell, it's one of Jack's ancestors. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not he, sure if it's the. I don't think it's the one that first became a werewolf, but it's one of the other ones, obviously. Yeah, and it's interesting too. Like it shows him uh, with this woman, and he has her by the arm uh, on page two here, and the 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 pitchfork and torch wielding villagers. Oh, one has a, a rifle too. They're they're coming after him, and the next thing you know, uh, the chick's dead. He killed her, and he does think to himself that he killed the woman. They're going to kill me like I killed the woman. I must hide. And I love how he's hiding there. <laughs> what do you think of that panel where he's hiding? <laughs> I think somebody was watching, reading Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. It almost reminds me of, like, you know, when you see, like, a cat, like a, a kitten when it gets scared and it hides. And... Yeah, that, that too. I'm thinking <laughs> of the scene from the first Lord of the Rings, well, the books or movies where the hobbits are hiding from the Nazgul. Mm-hmm. underneath like a little like alcove underneath the road yeah it's fantastic he's just all like snuggled up like in the fetal position uh, underneath like you know a pile of wood it's, it's fantastic and of course he's got to take a nap yeah and that's enough to evade the uh not so much intelligent villagers here so he, he gets tracks. away yeah i like that the whale's tracks in here did they end going over the wood over there because you know maybe we should keep looking nah yeah take that pitchfork and start like poking it around in that wood pile maybe you'll hear yow and uh, you'll find him <laughs> maybe yeah. they didn't really want to find him yeah he must be human again now but it's the sun coming up that we must i guess we're got, we can't find him i mean except for the fact he might be the only person naked or in torn clothing as opposed to us fully clothed but nah we'll never know which one mm-hmm. and then the sun rises the next day and he changes back into a man and he pets a rabbit for some reason um yeah, which is funny yeah, and then it's looking at him while he's, you know, acting like he's got a migraine. And he goes back and it says, uh, the caption says, Thus spoke Baron Rusoff. So I'm assuming, is that Jack's dad then? Ah, uh, well, he says that he's the Baron's descendant. The question is, which Baron is it? That's true. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's like way up there. This is like a couple I, of I generations forget. back. Who was the, the one that, because it says 1795. So whoever became the werewolf first was near that time so this might be the one that first became werewolf or maybe his son yeah it could be the guy that started it yeah you're right maybe this is uh the, the beginning here but it's too long ago to be jack jack's dad because as far as we know being a werewolf does not give you long life no no it seems like it's just kind of maybe a tiny little bit of an extension more past regular human but that's about it but, but best, you know, yeah so this is definitely like a great grandfather a great great grandfather it does uh talk about some continuity here as well it says about you know reading the diary and i don't know if that's where he's reading this i'm assuming and it says that's a fact from a werewolf uh, 15 uh, roy so roy's well, uh he must be remembering it because remember he doesn't have the diary that's true yeah 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 you'll find the diary when you talk to scott about tomb of dracula yep yep that's true i like how it just immediately switches back to uh, our boy lieutenant hackett though yeah. uh harassing jack because he's like hey uh there, I heard there's a you know a werewolf running around here. And of course, Jack, I like the panel where he starts sweating there and says, uh, Hackett can't know my secret. He can't. And he goes, er, won't you come in, Lieutenant? And the Lieutenant looks around and he's like, quite a mess, huh? We heard reports that a behemoth, which is hilarious because that's actually its name as I well. I know. <laughs> I was on a rampage last night and there's just a random behemoth hand laying there on the floor. Yeah, because he ripped them off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, and he goes, in fact, that's why I came. And he goes, er, it wasn't quite like that, sir. And the, there's a knock at the door. And howdy, I'm Mrs. Lynn James, the new cleaning lady. And he goes, oh, Sandy, our apartment manager must have sent you. Come in. And she goes, wild party, eh, son? 
And he says, yeah, seems to be a tradition at these singles apartments, ma'am. Uh, in fact, ha ha, one of the guests even left a trick clay hand. And Hackett's kind of got this face on like, hmm. And then Jack and Hackett start to talk. And you see this cleaning lady in the background. And what's she up to? <laughs> well, they're talking. And while he's talking, the cleaning lady's reaching into her purse, pulling out something with a handle. Hey, look, it's an axe. And she's ready to swing it at Hackett's head. Yeah. And I guess Jack kind of sees it at the last second. And he says, good Lord, the cleaning lady swing an axe straight at Hackett's skull. So he pushes him out of the way. And I mean, like, barely. It looks like it grazes his hair a little bit. And he's like, this is insane. What's going on here? And, of course, Hackett hits his head and gets knocked out. And, yeah, uh, knocks out on her vacuum cleaner. Yeah, and we see that, uh, you know, there was a little teaser at the end of the last issue. And uh, if I remember correctly, it said, uh, next, Ma Mayhem. And uh, that's that's who she is, right? Yep. The copper's knocked out just as well since the committee sent me to fetch you, son. We need to remain formal, son. Just call me Ma. Ma Mayhem. And she takes off her uh, hair tie and all of that crazy gray hair goes all <laughs> over. Yeah, she almost reminds you once she takes her thing off and her hair's there like uh, the old witch from EC a little bit. <laughs> yeah. She's letting that freak flag fly. Uh-huh. And it's interesting, too, here. So, Jack... um. I'm I'm not I'm a little fuzzy on this here. So, it, it, the 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 full moon just came up at this exact moment, and uh, he says he was waiting for it to rise, and he does a quick transformation here, which looks really super cool. But actually, it looks it's her. Convenient. She says that. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, because he asks, "What do you want with me?" She goes, "It's not really you I want, or I've struck earlier." Mm. She wants the werewolf. Which is kind of funny. So she knows about werewolves that they exist, and she's not afraid of them. Although she's just uh, like a little old lady with an axe. No, well, I'll give her her due. She's pretty tough, but come on. They do say at some point here she's a witch. That's true. Oh, here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Baron says that. That lady is California's most powerful witch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, so we jump. But, yeah, before that, we go back. We jump back to the headquarters of the committee and Baron Thunder. <laughs> Yeah, they, they're using some kind of healing process, like a machine, on the behemoth to kind of make him whole again. And then the Baron pulls a king. I think pen. I have one of those for my for my Play-Doh sets. Oh, well, yeah, they used to have those. Uh, what were those called? Not, I'm trying to think back in the, like, 70s, I think they had them, or early 80s, where you could make those little monsters out of, like... Yeah, all kinds of different Play-Doh sets where, like, you put the Play-Doh in and it kind of, like, molds it. Mm-hmm. I think it David, he even says, Mom Mayhem should, succeed, should be succeeding where this clay-like android failed. So, yeah, this is a jumbo Play-Doh set. And, yeah, and this is where the Baron does say to his cronies here that uh, that lady is California's most powerful witch. So not yep. the whole country, just California. <laughs> Maybe they'll have a, a competition. State. <laughs> they need to have a competition, like, instead of Miss Universe, Miss Witch, and then everybody can uh. just fight. Well, you know, the magical community was a little advanced years before the Avengers 50 State Initiative. They had the witch thing already, you know, the magical thing already set up. Mm -hmm. She was the official witch of California. And then uh, the the Baron, he uh, pulls a kingpin here and uh, disrobes and shows everybody how tough he is. And he has like a steel beam and he wraps it around himself, like turns into like a, a, a horseshoe. Yeah. And then there's a an Looks like an Asian guy there, and he's... Yeah, well, he's named Tong. Larry? He goes, and please, call me Larry, he says, as he karate chops something in half, and yeah, then he tries... Like bricks or something. Yeah, and then he tries to use it on... Uh, he tries to, you know, uh, punch uh, the Baron here, and uh, it doesn't really work. And he goes, you're built like a rock. Why do you need this werewolf so much? And he goes, that Larry is only my business. So, yeah, Larry, Larry the, the, the martial artist, and Baron Thunder. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Baron mm. Thunder, who's half, looks like he's half werewolf. <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're drawing, they're like, yeah, this guy's very hairy. Mm -hmm. And then, okay, let's let's jump back to the, the, the swinging singles apartments, and Jack is, uh, or the werewolf is fighting Mom Mayhem here, and he lunges at her, and the first thing she has is, silver dust i don't know how you get silver dust but she's got some and she blows it into his face and of course of course it chokes him and hurts him and then she's swinging away with her axe but of course it's uh he still has the wherewithal to get out of the way right yeah although we do get a hint of maybe why he's wanted 
Because she says the Baron would be disappointed since he wants your blood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be able to figure out how to, like, make an army of werewolves or what he's going to do. I mean, she wanted his ears for a spell. <laughs> well, she's got some more uh, tricks up her sleeve here, uh, starting with a silver whip. So she gets that out and starts whipping him with it. Yeah. Magical silver-coated whip. Mm, and she says, so you cower in fear before me. I like that, but it won't help you, Wolfie. <laughs> yeah, and she whips him again against the wall. Mm-hmm. She starts whipping a crap out of him, actually, which is kind of funny. And uh, she whips him so bad, she knocks him through the wall that leads into his uh, buddy Coker's uh, apartment, right? Yeah, who's working on that spell we saw him doing last issue. Mm-hmm. He says, you so destroyed my spell. It can never be restored. So now Coker is involved with this, too, right? Yeah, and, he's, and he runs for now. Yeah, he kind of runs away, like, out of the scene for a bit, and uh, Ma Mayhem gets her whip, and she's, you know, getting ready to start slapping Jack around a little more with her whip, and then all of a sudden she says, Morning Glory! <laughs> and Jack turns and looks and growls, and there's another werewolf. Yeah. What do you think of this splash page? Oh, uh, this is pretty cool. Plus, the other werewolf is talking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the werewolf, this other werewolf is sentient. He's He seems to be well in control of you know, his uh, faculties as if he's a more experienced werewolf. Yeah, he knows what he's doing as a werewolf. Mm-hmm. You have violated my sanctuary. You must then die. And she says, Ma, mayhem, gracious. This second one even talks. Who is he? I'm not prepared for this. Baron Thunder had best be informed. In other words, I'm leaving. <laughs> I love it. Hey, Ma Mayhem's smart. She knows what she's doing. Mm, she yeah. was contracted out. She was subcontracted out to deal with the werewolf. And like, well, there's two now. I was not ready for two. I'll come back. Mm-hmm. And then it's just werewolf on werewolf action here. And I love how they're like just, you know, fighting, wrestling, going crazy. They smash through a window and tumble out of an apartment building on the, I don't know, second, third floor, probably on top yeah. of a car. And there's two onlookers. And the guy says, Maria, look, a fight's going on at that party. <laughs> it's like, what makes you think there's a party? They, it's a singles apartment complex. Everybody parties. Uh, Come on, true. yeah, there must be a party. <laughs> I'm sure that nighttime. Yeah, I'm sure it's nighttime. The Mary Janes, you know, flowing. They're they're everybody parties there. <laughs> what, is the Spider Man crossover? <laughs> well, then uh, our buddy Hackett starts waking up and he goes, "Ooh, why'd Russell nail me like that? Is he hiding something? What's that noise outside?" And of course, Hackett looks out and he goes, "My suspicions are correct. Only instead of one werewolf, there are two. And uh, <laughs> They're fighting on top of a police car. Yeah. And then the they kind of run away. like, what's going on out there? We can't see. We just see like feet by us. And I like how the one guy calls the other cop Gil. I'm thinking, oh, like Gil Kane here. They're <laughs> using uh, uh, names from the uh, the bullpen here. <laughs> what's happening on our roof, Gil? Dancing there of elephants, Perry. Jeez, how am I supposed to know? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, Lisa's there. And I'm like, where'd she come from? Yeah, she's been trying. Well, she wanted to make sure Jack got away before n nighttime. Because mm -hmm. she knows Jack doesn't know how to read a calendar still. Yeah, uh -huh. and she's like, Jack, I came to see if you'd gotten away before the change. Oh, and he almost knocks her over. And she says, listen to me, Jack. Come back. This is your sister, Jack. Come back. And Ma Mayhem's on her way out the door and goes, oh, and she's back in her uh, cleaning lady, guys. And she says, sister, she looks young. Maybe she's not old enough to be a werewolf. She might be soon. Hmm, perhaps old Ma comes out ahead after all. And uh, she's like, oh, let me help you up, young lady, and uses some kind of, uh, I don't know. She Sleeping gas. Yeah, she pulls like a Bill Cosby on Lisa here. It got some, like, roofies or something and knocks her out. So meanwhile, the two werewolves are still <laughs> fighting. But the two of them have the, the, the know-how here to be like, oh, crap, here come the cops. Like, let's get out of here. But then the cops go to shoot the werewolves. This is fantastic. And there's a bunch of bystanders, and one of them says, <clears throat> hey, that fuzz is going to shoot those guys just for brawling. We got to break through the police lines and stop them. So these people just jump the cops that are trying to shoot these werewolves, and this humongous fight breaks out between yeah. the bystanders, the cops, and the two werewolves. Yeah, well, this is one of those things where, like like we said about the uh, the fight with Dracula, where it's like, how did, why did they leave, you know, why did, um, oh, God, what's her, what's their names from Dracula? Frank and uh, Frank and Rachel. 
Brian Frank arranged to leave Topaz alone with Dracula and a werewolf. It's like, well, it's probably one. We figured it must be one of those things where it's dark, but they have to make it where we can see. So it's darker mm-hmm. than we think. So we have to go by what Hackett says where I see them in the shadows. So he knows they're <laughs> werewolves because he saw them before. But all people, everyone can see is the forms of shadowy forms of two guys. They're just fighting. It's like, yeah, they're fighting, but the cops are just going to shoot him for that. Right. And then, you know, as this huge brawl is going on, the caption says, no, the crowd didn't understand that darkness hit our true identities. <laughs> but to us, cop and commoner were all alike. And now they knew. Only it was too late. And then the next panel shows everybody the on the, the ground. <laughs> yeah, everybody's on the ground, like, with the crap beat out of them. And just the two werewolves running towards the moon. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> but, Actually, uh, I even wonder, because you see Hackett's unconscious, but the guy next to him, his eyes are open. Yeah, like, maybe he's dead. he beat up? Or, yeah. He might be dead, because when you see... It's only one panel where... It, well, it's like one... Uh, bigger panel in the middle of the page and then there's a smaller one where they jump on uh, Hackett to stop him from shooting uh, the the two guys and I love how they're drawn by the way too it's just super 70s it's awesome the one guy yeah. kind of looks like Shaft and the other guy looks like uh, you know uh, you know one of the Starsky and Hutch guys or something yeah. David Soul and the, in that middle panel though the, the blue werewolf uh, he like slashes at the one cop and it's just it's just total insane looking brawl. It's almost like when wrestling has those what are those called with all the, the guys? Royal Rumble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that. Yeah, it's like the Royal Rumble. <laughs> this small space with like all these guys, and it looks like Lisa's getting knocked over too, or at least some woman there. Yeah, it's yeah. Fantastic. There's just a bunch of people just getting the hell kicked out of them. It's <laughs> it's it's hilarious too because that poor chick, if that's Lisa or whoever it is, man, like. She's getting knocked over, and her skirt's like two seconds away from being over her head. It's like yeah. <laughs> crazy. Well, it's not Lisa. She's busy, and she's in Moss car sleeping. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, it's probably one of the girlfriends of one of these dudes here. <laughs> but uh, back to the werewolves. You know, they're they're still fighting, and Purple Werewolf grabs Jack by the throat and says, "Now, interloper, you die." And uh, Jack then uh, does this double fist and punches him, and they're still like fighting and going to town. Like they're they're not going to quit anytime soon, but. The, the blue werewolf, he he does this uh, like some kind of like judo throw and throws Jack up against this humongous rock. And he doesn't knock him out, but he knocks him silly where the, the stars are over his head. And yeah. he does eventually kind of succumb and then change back into, you know, human form. Yeah, he passes out and wakes up some mm, point the, later. Yeah, and the blue guy does say, the blue werewolf, tomorrow night, I will stalk you and I will slay you. And he calls him... Uh, a, a werewolf he says black one runs he is afraid and no he's not really afraid and he's blue <laughs> yeah. but yeah. yeah so i like him better as blue because black is just a little ridiculous yeah 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 and again, it's like it's like jack is not you know his, he's not a caucasian werewolf he's a regular wolf <laughs> you know, right more you know i i can do a blue better than black black's just kind of a little ridiculous like really yeah because i'd be like if he calls you brown werewolf, are you okay with that? Because that's how you really look. <laughs> He's just a werewolf, dude. <laughs> yeah. But the next uh, the next page. And so uh, Jack is uh, hitchhiking, looking for a ride here. And uh, some trucker picks him up. And uh, he goes, uh, it says, the driver was so incensed at his own misfortune that he failed to comment on my disheveled appearance and he goes uh he i guess he went back to the apartment and he goes good i got in without no one's anyone seeing me maybe it's a, a good omen or here and he comes in and i don't know what to make of this so mom mayhem she had a whip she had silver dust she had some kind of knockout gas where did this sword come from got in the car maybe <laughs> just like what maybe that guy that was fighting Baron Thunder to try to join his gang or something had a, a sword, but it's a sword with like a demonic head on the hilt, and it has a, a note stabbed through it uh, into the wall, and it says, Jack goes, good lord, it's from the committee, they've kidnapped Lisa, and they're demanding I surrender myself to save her life. This time they've pushed me too far, this is the last time they strike at me, this time I'm fighting back, I swear it. And then we got a, a panel there at the bottom with the, the demonic head hilt from the sword, like in the background and Jack, and then I don't know if that's supposed to be him as the other werewolf, or it does look the like blue him. werewolf. It does yeah. look like his, unless they screwed up, it's his. It's him as the werewolf. It's like the wolf is like Jack versus the werewolf. 
Mm -hmm. And then we have a panel from the previous issue or one of the previous two issues where it's a transformation. And then it says, I hope you make a change for the best. <laughs> OK, so that's on yours, too, because I'm reading on Marvel Unlimited. Mm -hmm. I was just, yeah, that's like, where that's you... the last page. <laughs> like, is that originally the original issue? Like, that's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. <laughs> but that was a fun issue, man. I really like that one. I thought oh, it was yeah, a lot well, of fun. Mom Mayhem is great. Yeah, she's great. And then, I mean, I think we can say it. It's pretty obvious that, you know, the other werewolf is Coker, right? What? <laughs> Just because he's in Coker's apartment and says, you invaded my sanctuary. I don't understand why you would think that. Spoiler alert. Dun, dun, dun. I'll insert some dramatic music here. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so a pretty cool issue, man. It was a lot going on, but it was a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. What oh, yeah, you? I, I like this one. This was great. There's a lot of stuff. Some stuff happens. You know, we're actually getting more at the committee. We're actually having some idea of why they want him. At least they want his blood for some reason. Mm hmm. Yep. There's 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 a lot of intrigue here and kooky, crazy characters, which is always fun. And and they're actually really doing something that Coker thing. Finally, we're having an idea. Yeah. Of what doing. So instead of just being a jerk of a neighbor, he's <laughs> they're 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 getting a, a little point. deeper <laughs> with him. But all right. Well, uh, why don't we uh, bounce into Werewolf by Night 19 cover date of July 1974. Uh, and this one has a, a Gil Kane and Tom Palmer cover. So. Uh, what about the cover on this one? Oh, this is cool. I mean, this is definitely cool looking. I mean, we got the werewolf on the moon with two, with Dracula and another vampire eating him, ready to kill him. Mm -hmm. I love how it says there's blood on the moon. Well, why, when werewolf battles vampires and the, the Dracula looking uh, vampire says strike Lisa. Even a wolf man can provide fresh blood for the undead. And it says the haunting of Hollywood Hills. <laughs> yeah, but it's a it's a really cool scene. Good cover uh, colors on that one, too. Uh, I will. Oh, say. yeah. Um, OK, so why don't we uh, uh, get into this one? So Vampires on the Moon. And this is uh, Mike Friedrich script. Pencils Don Perlin. Inks by Vince Coletta. Colors Linda Lessman and Tom Orzakowski is our letterist. And it just says uh, Jack and Raymond in their werewolf forms fight two vampires on a movie set. <laughs> so when I first started reading this one, I thought to myself, like, wait a minute. Are these people really vampires or are they like, you know, we're making a movie about vampires? I was really confused early on here. Yeah, I thought at first it was going to be like he had run into the movie set and like these people were like, hey, we have a werewolf here now. And then, oh, my God. But no. Mm -hmm. Because when we last left off, he was at his apartment and he was vowing revenge to go get the committee. And then this one starts off like right out of the gate with him, you know, wandering around and two bats attacking him. And then we see the the the, the male and the female vampires from uh, the cover. Right. Yeah. Although he says, I saw the male only looked like Dracula. Mm hmm. And I, I will say that you figure this is only four issues since the the crossover with uh, Tomb of Dracula, so I just kind of felt right away a little bit like eh, it's a little little soon to be throwing vampires back in here. But you know, be that as it may, uh, here we go. Well, right. <laughs> to be fair, they already. I mean, it may. I mean, they already set up. I like the little bit of continuity though, where they already had set up the other issue that Vampire Tales number or Dracula's number four, one of the stories took place very recently. Mm hmm. Yeah. And this is continuing on from that. Mm hmm. Yep, so that was kind of cool. So it's 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 full on. These these two uh, vampires are, uh, you know, going to town on them here. They're just like to the point where uh, they're you know they're grabbing them and they're in their bat form. They're like scratching at them and biting at them, and then they're they're kind of like pouncing on them, like like we we've got you, you know we're we're ready to bite you. They're ready to put the bite on them, and then you flip the page and it's flashback. So you know we were seeing something in you know air quotes real time and uh, now we're flashing back to start us back where he found the note in his apartment right yeah back to where he, we ended off literally so i was like oh because when i read this before there's a little bit of a break in time between our 18 and 19 so i went to 19 i'm like wait what so I, I was like very confused for a second i'm like don't remember this and then i'm like okay flashback okay good at least he'll tell me i'm like i thought i forgot <laughs> mm -hmm. And it's been about five minutes since we had any uh, uh, horny uh, single women coming after Jack. So we, we got to get Clary and uh, uh, I'm trying to think of who the other girl is here. Is this Sandy. the superintendent? Sandy? Yeah. Yeah. A repairman. Yeah. How's he going to explain now that? What kind of, kind of party is that? Like, especially if no one saw anyone going and going and it's like, 
You had a party. No one even knew you had a party. No one saw anyone going or coming or going. And all of a sudden, you have holes in the apartment walls. Hmm. <laughs> I love how uh, Clary, uh, he goes, why are you up this early? And she's uh, fondling his face. And she says, actresses work early, remember? And today, I've got a juicy part. And she says, here, why don't you crash on my couch while your place is being fixed? My roommate's gone for the weekend. Wow. Holy invitation, Batman. Yeah. <laughs> and what does he say? Okay, lady, but just on the couch. And I'm thinking, uh, why just on the couch, Jack? What's what's the problem here? I mean, Clary uh, is not the just, brightest ball, but she's hot. Hey, he just broke up with Topaz like yesterday. <laughs> That's true. He doesn't downshift that fast, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Well, He's not uh, that vapid. <laughs> and she says, Pooh, you are playing hard to get. And then, hey. Somebody comes busting into the apartment here. I, I love this. What do you think of this next scene? Oh, Coker, yeah. Brings him into the stairwell to tell him. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, this happens in real life sometimes to me. I love it. Like, you'll say something vague, and no one else knows what it is, and the one person who knows what it is actually gets upset and reveals it. It's like, no one knew until you said something. Uh-huh. And that's really- exactly what, what happens here. Coker's all mad at him. He's angry. You know, he's like... He's pissed. Oh, he's- yeah, he's like, I, I was working at this, trying to find a, a cure for my thing. And now you came in last night, and that's it. You revealed you're a werewolf like me. And Jack's like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, he goes, you're just like me, Russell. You're a werewolf. And then he like looks like he's yelling, you are a werewolf. <laughs> shut up. And he puts his hand over his mouth. And Coker doesn't take kindly to that. So he punches Jack. He throws a huge left. And and knocks him back, like, almost down a bunch of stairs. But then Jack grabs onto the rails, uh, safety rails on each side, and says, Coker, I didn't even guess you were my werewolf rival until you just told me. But if you're yeah. going to act this way, you're asking for it. And he missile drop kicks Coker here. Oh, this is great. Because Co- Coker's, like I said, Coker did that thing. Because Coker's doing this thing where he thinks everyone's thinking more about him than they are. Mm-hmm. It's like, I didn't even know it was, you dumbass. <laughs> well, he clobbers Coker really good here. And he goes, you think I enjoy my my fate, Coker? It's as hard on me as ever it was for you. Maybe you need that fact pounded into you. What's it, uh, it going to prove? We're in the same boat, Coker. Only you can think a bit as a werewolf, and I can't. I couldn't control my destruction last night. I'm sorry. And Coker uh, had his glasses knocked off his face from the dropkick. He picks him up and he goes... Jack says, at least now I know why you've been so secretive before. Maybe you can, we can work together. And he goes, no, I don't need your help. I don't need any, uh, anyone's help. And Jack says, okay, suit yourself. I've got my own solutions to run down. And uh, they, they part ways here, right? Yeah, I like that. Jack's like, look, I'm sorry about it. Uh, yeah, I like that Jack did that. He's like, I'm sorry, but he's also not pulling anyone's BS. He's like, I don't need your help. All right, fine, whatever. Don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm out. Yeah. That yeah, I offered to be helpful. You don't want help? Cool. Do it yourself. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then he's like creeping around and he finds a cop walking around. And he's like, hey, where's uh, Lieutenant Hackett? And he goes, you know Lou, huh? And he goes, he went off to the hospital last night, half knocked out, muttering about werewolves. You know Lou and his beastly nature. And I'm thinking, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't think I want to know. I don't want to. I don't know if it's a joke about him, like thinking there are werewolves and they're making fun of him, or there's something else. I guess we'll find out eventually. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> but yeah. So now, when when Jack is uh, creeping around here, we see Coker's kind of tailing him, and he uh, he goes inside uh, this building here, and I can't tell what it says on the front of it. it just says C O L. So I don't know what it's supposed to be. Uh, well, I think that's his uh, apartment. Oh, is it something with C-O-L? Or, I, I, I couldn't remember. I forget the name, but it must be because Clary calls him. Yeah, she calls him and says, Jack, it's Clary. I'm at the studio. Come quickly. And he's oh, but, like, But huh? real quick, the reason he goes inside, to look at what he saw. Oh, yeah, he said, uh, uh, after he's talking to the cops, and he says, maybe I better go check up on uh, Hackett. And he goes, or rather... On this piece of Ma Mayhem sweater I just spotted. <laughs> he says, what? There's plastic flesh attached. Yeah, which is weird. I, I wasn't sure what to think of that. I think we'll see more whenever we get back. Because, I mean, we're going to have to get back to Ma Mayhem at some point because she has Lisa. 
Mm-hmm, which is awesome, by the way. Um, I can't wait to see more of not only Ma Mayhem, but uh, Baron Thunder and his whole kooky crew here. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> but uh, Coker is, is watching all this go down, and uh, he says, Russell's leaving like a bat out of hell or a werewolf heading for a cure. It will take me months to prepare my own spell again, but if Russell has a solution, I want it too. So uh, he's going to just uh, you know follow Jack, kind of stay far enough behind that Jack doesn't realize he's being followed, but he's going to follow him, right? Yeah, yeah. He's like, I don't need anyone's help. I'll just take their help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I won't ask then, for it, but I'll take what they do. And then Jack uh, pulls into the lot here where Clary works, and he's like, hiya, Sammy. Anything new on Louis Belsky since I saw you two days ago? And it says uh, World by Night uh, 16. And he goes, you'd better believe it. Haven't you seen the newspapers? You know how Belsky murdered Mrs. Magruder and a couple of weeks ago. Okay, just last night, I found Mr. Donaldson killed in a nearby old set. So there's a lot of dead people going on around here. I don't know what's, uh, where's the word of police? Yeah, well, this was that whole thing with them. Like I said, Dracula lives number four, where the one guy was impertinent, you know, playing Dracula and Dracula was pissed off about it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Clary uh, shows up and uh, she says, uh, or he says, what's the fuss, Clary? And she says, I'm frightened, Jack. Remember you said we're looking for Geraldo Cabell, Joshua Kane's estate executor? And he goes, yes, well. And she goes, I haven't found him, but I did discover something of his. I'm frightened of them, Jack. Let me show them to you. And he goes, I'll have to be quick. I've got other things to do. And uh, she grabs him by the hand and uh, takes him. Uh, she goes, I'm not flirting, Jack. I'm serious. So I guess he thought she was just uh, making this stuff up. So, uh, yeah, she's playing, playing games. She's like, no, 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 no. This is this is real. This is something serious. Get your ass over here. Mm-hmm. And it's uh, it shows them go into uh, uh, the Los Angeles morgue. Or I'm sorry. No, this is uh, switching scenes. This, this is, is switching scenes. This is actually almost and I from what I remember, actually, because I, re- I read it before uh, before we recorded last time. Mm-hmm. because I knew it was a tie-in with it a bit, because he, you know, when Jack mentions what happened on the set, and I read the Dracula story, and this mm-hmm. is almost verbatim, the end of that story. Oh, okay, cool. That's really cool. I like it. Yeah, this is the this is what happens. Those two people got killed. They were killed by Dracula. Yeah, it's a, it's a, a man and a woman, and, you know, when they kind of sit up and bare their fangs, um, we see it's, you know, the vampires from the cover there. Man, when you turn that page, they jump on this guy. Oh, that's a really creepy-looking scene. And that's pretty much where that story ends. So you, 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 right when they're about to jump on him. So it kind of ends on like that, you know, oh no ending, you know, like where the vampires get up. Mm-hmm. So like we're getting the rest of the story here. So that's, that's, that's pretty cool, actually. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I love when there's continuity. It just, uh, it's, uh, I, I love it. You know, I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, you know, uh, even when I stopped reading new comics quite a few years ago, it, uh, it was, it was sorely lacking. And I was uh, hating it because I love continuity. Um, but OK, so now uh, we move away from that scene as they, you know, bit the guy and drained him. And he's laying there on the floor dead. And they uh, they fly off and back to Jack and Clary. And she uh, shows him a trunk and he opens the trunk and he sees arcane, weird arcane artifacts and this eerie glow. And then all of a sudden he says, he thinks too late and Clary's watching. She'll find out. And he she's like starts looking at him and, you know, agape here, mouth agape and says, he says, hammer pounding my chest, heavy weight falling on my mind. And she goes, Jack, you're freaking out. And boom, he's the werewolf. So she pretty much knows he's a werewolf now, right? Well, maybe because <laughs> she does say something in the trunk must have sent you mad. Mm-hmm. So whether she she knows something happened, but she doesn't know what. And for all she knows, like I said, for looks like for all she knows, it was the stuff in the trunk. Mm-hmm. And honestly, she does turn away to start running before he's like full on werewolf, too. Yeah, she's just out. But before that, of course, bats show up. Mm-hmm. Yep, it doesn't take long. And the bats show up and for no apparent reason, they just start attacking him. <laughs> and he says, yes, crazy bats. Bats with voices? Crazy. Yes, crazy bats. <laughs> I have to say, for brand new vampires, these guys are pretty good. I mean, they know what they think. They switch back and forth. They work together. Like, these guys are good. Yeah, they're not like Jack, who's been a werewolf for months on end here and still can't control his powers and talk and anything like it that. Still doesn't know what, when it's going to happen. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, his his calendar is still a little messed up. <laughs> but you know, as they're uh, grabbing him and acting like they're gonna bite him, we hear no demons. It is you who will die, and it's dun 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 a second werewolf. Yeah, he so much looks like the beast. It's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. But I like how uh, he jumps at the two werewolves, and then uh, he says. Uh, my mind hates you, Russell, but against demons such as these, not sure why he's calling them demons, my blood tells me we are brothers. Move aside so that I may kill them. And it says, Jack thinking to himself, I'm assuming, of course I didn't understand. And it says, he attacks me. So he's thinking he's coming at him. Yeah, so he then attacks him. You fool, Russell. <laughs> yeah, he thinks it's a third attacker. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it does slowly then switch to, you know, two werewolves versus two vampires eventually here, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. No, we get some cool werewolf-vampire fight, which is which is just the actual physical prowess, since Dracula has all those extra abilities, you know, so yeah, that he uses. So this was more of a just straight-up, you know, physical fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, you know, it does seem that uh, eventually Coker here, you know, I don't know if he just because he knows about, you know, you know, supernatural stuff or whatever. You know, he knows that, you know, a stake is the way to uh, take them out. So he he grabs one. Well, I mean, it's possible. It's also possible he went to a movie at some point. That's true. Yeah, maybe he, he's he's a big fan of the movies. I mean, it's, a, it's the mid-70s. At this point, most people would know. Vampires? Yeah, you kill them with stakes. What mm-hmm. a stake. Yep, and they the, the vampires charge uh, charge him. I don't know why they do that while he has a stake. By the way, I, I think I'd like turn into bat form maybe and try to like do something a little different. But vampires um, always do that. Yeah, they they charge at him and he puts the stake right through the woman vampire. And yeah, because you can see it coming off the back. Yeah, and then the male vampire it looks like uh, he's attacking Jack, and Jack picks him up and hurls him across the set because again they're at a, a movie set here. Yeah, they're not really on the moon, people. Just so you're aware, <laughs> a movie yeah, set no. that looks like the moon. Yeah, it's where this Clara. Neil Armstrong filmed it. Ah, yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I do I'm like kidding. Kubrick has his own set somewhere else. It's private. Mm-hmm. He, Jack <laughs> throws the, the, the male vampire and he goes right through a, a, a giant wooden shaft right, right through the heart. So, yeah, that's the end of him, right? Yep. They did, which is good because, I mean, these guys were this good. They'd be a problem if they had some time to actually, you know, practice. Mm hmm. And I like how as a. As he dies, then it says, our foes did not move. We had bested them, but there were no victorious howls, <laughs> which is great. For exhaustion yeah. overcame us, and we slept. And the two of them just pass out completely on the ground right there in this movie set. And I'm thinking, um, for how long? Because by now, like, if it's like, let's say, a half hour, I think the cops would be there, and there'd be, like, a lot of trouble. Yeah, the question's like, where did Clary go? And Mm-hmm. And I will say, Coker... Uh, in that first panel where they're kind of waking up there, it looks like he has a big like Tom Selleck mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm not sure if he does. He normally doesn't, but it, no, maybe, uh, maybe they just real quick go, oh, you should have a mustache. No, take that mustache off. Maybe he's not only like 99.9% changed from werewolf and that hair is still there. Yeah. But uh, he says, after we scatter the vampire's ashes, you can tell me why you came here. And he goes, is that why you followed me? Come, I'll show you. And he he takes him in to uh, show him that crazy trunk, and the trunk uh, has all these crazy artifacts, but it also has a book. And Coker says, I have heard of this tome. There are only three in existence, and all have been lost until now. And Jack says, hey, the words are changing from Spanish into English right before our eyes. Uh, okay. <laughs> Not sure how that's happening. <laughs> Magic. Magic. <laughs> Good Lord, Coker, read this. And the, 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 the page says, there is but one cure for the curse of the wolf, that the cursed one find another werewolf and kill him under the moon. And then they look at each other and have some words here. Like, uh-oh. Because they literally, just seconds ago, were starting to be somewhat friendly. Mm-hmm. And then... Coker's like, Jack, you saved my life, so thank you. And now it's like, oh, no, I have a feeling that Coker's not going to be taking this friendship too far. Mm-hmm. And it says, next, brother versus brother, and then into the lair of the committee. <laughs> oh, so fantastic. So another fun one, right? Yeah. Uh, come on, Jack, hurry up. You're going to find your sister. 
Yeah, yeah Lord only knows what the committee's doing to her, right? Good Lord. Yeah. So yeah, so that's you know the the next two issues here, and and actually in uh, you know in the essentials here is uh, you know the next uh, issue up is giant sized creatures number one, which you and I have already covered because it kind of you know was a little bit of an outlier. It was more of a Tigra uh, werewolf by night team up than it really had anything to do with continuity here. Yeah, uh, it didn't really matter where you read it. Yeah, so we're we'll go right to twenty and. You know, 20 is uh, where we're going to switch, you know, with the creative team, especially the writer. That's when uh, Doug Mensch takes over. And I think we talked about it in the previous uh, recording where it's, you know, it's going to be him and Don Perlin pretty much the whole way out then to uh, issue 43, where Werewolf by Night ends. Yeah. Oh, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah, it's wild. I mean, I think you might get uh, a couple of different creators sometimes on the giant size issues, but like uh, the regular Werewolf by Night title. It's it's pretty much those two guys uh, all the way out. I, like I said, I think there might be there could be one or two fill-ins in there. I'm forgetting about, but it's it's pretty much them. So you know, at least there'll be continuity. Yeah, which is which is fantastic. You know, I'll say it again. I, How many I love giant that. size werewolves are there? Four, I think. Well, yeah, there's the giant size chillers, which was the first, or creatures, which was the yeah, first. Yeah, chillers one. is a different one. Yep, and then two, three, four, five. So there's there's four more then. Oh wow, four more. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And we'll have a blast with them because, like I said, they're they're just gonzo. There's <laughs> there's just uh, all these weird characters and villains and stuff like and most of them, I think, are one offs. But still, they're crazy. And then, man, oh, yeah, still when fun. we well, like I said, when we start going down the road here, you know, eventually towards the end, you know, there's Iron Man and Iron Man appearance the last couple of issues and uh, the, the, the crazy. What's that? Dr. Glitter Knight, who's <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, I've heard about him. Yeah. Oh, God, he's insane. And Brother Voodoo shows up for a few issues. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. They really bring in the guests like it it, it does change tone a little bit. It already sort of has with Mike Friedrich coming on as a writer. But yeah, there's there's a lot more guest appearances and just gonzo stuff happening uh, from here on out. And I can't wait to talk about it. (laughs) I'm looking forward to that. So, all right, well, that's going to do it for uh, this uh, episode. Uh, Al, thanks for uh, coming on here. I appreciate it, as always, my friend. Oh, always. Uh, these are fun to do. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, where where can you be uh, found, and uh, what else are you into there? Well, you can find me on my regularly on my show, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast, which is about the Marvel characters Adam Warlock and Thanos. I mean, it's right in the title, people. Why are you asking these weird question, questions about it? It's very mm-hmm. obvious. And uh, just go to just type in Adam Warlock or Thanos, whatever podcatcher you use, or go to our uh, go to our Tumblr page, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com, or Twitter at Adam Thanos Pod. And also, you can find me, you know, like here playing Second Banana on the LEG IOM POD cast. You can find that in the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed. And that's all about the DC Comics late 80s, early 90s sci fi book Legion. That's the one with the acronym in Lobo, not Legion of Superheroes. And yeah, that's where you can find me. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. So, and I think, you know, you're of the same mindset as I am that, you know, Twitter's a little wonky right now as of this recording, but I'll, I'll pretty much stick around until, you know, it's in flames and then uh, I'll try to find something else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The embers are, yeah, it's, yeah, it's weird right now, but I'm still there. So for now, use that. But like I said, that's why you have the other places. You, go, you can go to the Tumblr page. There's these links there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have a Tumblr page, and uh, I used to do a lot with it years ago, and then it seemed to kind of fizzle out over there, and then I came back to it a few months ago, maybe earlier this year, and was really going hot and heavy and getting everything out there, like when I would do something, and it didn't seem to get like a ton of, uh, you know, eyes on it, so I said, eh, I'll chill out with that for a while, so I've been kind of spotty with it, I'll I'll try to get back to it. I I post in there almost every day. Yeah, I'll try to get back on there and get more active, just in case, you know, I need a... (laughs) Yeah, an emergency also, outlet. <laughs> there's also a Facebook page for that. If you want to type in Adam Warlock or Thanos, look for that. And I thought about maybe making an Instagram, so we'll see. Yeah, I uh, I have a Facebook page for Magazines and Monsters and for my All-Star Squadron podcast, too. And there's a lot of people on there that are great, and they're regulars, and they're, they're popping in and out every day and liking and sharing and stuff, so I do appreciate all that. But uh, Twitter's usually where I get the most uh, you know, action yeah. from uh, uh, talking and posting and all that kind of stuff so that's usually where i spend most of my time but yeah those things are always an option so look for uh and you know then there's the five billion other new social media apps that have been forming recently <laughs> so who knows yeah i 
like I said, until until Twitter's uh, pretty much in the toilet, I'm going to stick with it just because a lot of these other ones are just kind of fly-by-nighters that they're just popping up to try to, you know, get some traffic and make some money. And I don't blame the people that are starting them for doing that. Go, go right ahead. Free yeah. enterprise is fine by me, but I, I know it's not going to go anywhere more than likely until Twitter completely goes away. So well, I ain't going to waste my time. At least until we know which one is, it's easier to at least have something that people can still go to. Yeah. Until there's actually ones that are actually going to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything that looks like it's going to thrive, I'll try it. I mean, I already waste a ton of time, you know, of my day on Twitter, so I don't really want to go and to jump into too many more because, again, I already waste enough time on social media. Yeah. So I, I just I don't want to do uh, add another one. Uh, but you know, we'll 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 see, we'll see. But either way. You and I will be here, and we'll be talking about Werewolf by Night, and who knows what else, right? <laughs> yeah, if you don't, we're all salespeople. Just go to the actual podcast themselves. We'll tell you mm-hmm. where the places to find us each episode. Yep, and there's always, you know, at this point, I guess I'll call it old school, which is email as well. You know, I have an email address. I believe you do as well. If people want to contact the show, right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Podcast at yahoo.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there you go, people. If you ever think, oh no, what happened? I don't see him on this social media or whatever, just email that always works we love to get podcasters love to get email feedback it rarely happens but we love it yeah (laughs) so all right well that's gonna wrap us up for this one and uh we're gonna get out of here and once again thanks al for being on i appreciate it oh like i said anytime thanks for having me you betcha all right we're gonna jump out of here and i'll be back in just a second after a quick break to wrap things up Hello everyone, I'm Al Sedano, host of Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. Over the last few years, this show has covered Adam's life, from his early appearances in Fantastic Four and Thor, to his run as Space Jesus on Counter-Earth. Now, we have made it midway through the 1970s and Jim Starlin's iconic run on the character. The Magus. Gamora, Pip the Troll, and Adam finally meeting Thanos. Speaking of Thanos, we haven't forgotten about him. We will soon be starting our coverage of Starlin's hardcover graphic novel, The Infinity Relativity, starring Thanos. So join me, along with my regular co-hosts, John Wilson and Brian Zeno, as well as others, on Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast found on iTunes, Stitcher, and Podbean. Resurrections Adam Warlock.tumblr.com Alright everybody, that wraps up the show. Once again, I want to thank Al for being on. I uh, love having Al on. We have a, a really good time talking about these uh, crazy horror comics from the Bronze Age. And, uh, you know, as always, if anybody wants to leave any feedback, just uh, magazinesandmonsters at gmail.com. You know, if you want to go to uh, your, you know, podcatcher of choice, Spotify or Apple or whatever, leave a review. That would be great, too. I'd really appreciate it. And, uh, as always, thanks for listening. You know, I really appreciate all the support from everybody, the likes, retweets, uh, shares, and just, uh, you know, uh, feedback in general on social media, you know, saying about liking the show and stuff like that. It's fantastic. Always uh, enjoy hearing from everybody and uh, really appreciative. All right, we'll catch you next time.